Thank you guys for tuning in to Realistically Living Man. If this is your first time tuning in, I definitely encourage you to go back and um, check out the previous episodes so that way you can get the full experience of this entire series that we are doing called title entitled self-awareness um and if you have been tuning in every week i definitely appreciate you i appreciate your support i appreciate you listening and we're just going to go ahead and jump right on into it but before we do that um i just want to do a recap of what we have already discussed so week one we talked about um what is self-awareness and how do we gain self-awareness and we know that in order for us to do that we have to pray that psalms 139 prayer which is lord search my heart if there's anything in me that is not like you take it out and then on week two we talked about dealing with guilt and shame usually um when god makes us aware of the things that we have been doing in the our patterns and our patterns and um just the generational curses that we've just been carrying along we kind of get a sense of guilt and shame but there god teaches us how to deal with that and now this week we are going to be talking about who we are in Christ our identity in Christ and this is a good one because now that the old have um came and went and the new is here we have to know who we are in Christ so that way we can walk um within his will and fulfilling our purpose that he has already preordained for our lives so as believers jumping into it as believers i believe that we are obligated to believe what and who god says that we are um we are definitely doing a disservice when we are choosing not to believe and we're doing an even more um disservice when we are not studying the word of who god is and who he says he is which is basically reading the bible the bible is very imperative um to our walk in Christ. Um, so what does it mean for our identity to be rooted in Christ? What does it mean? Our identity in Christ means that we are a part of God's family, knowing that I am a part of a greater mission and walk besides other believers, other people who had to be transformed, other people who, who prayed the Psalms 139 prayer, other people who have allowed God to renew their minds and mold them and shape them. Um, it is It, it brings comfort knowing that there is a community for you. There is a community that God has created for his people. It is in Christ we find our true identity. If we know who we are in Christ, we will discover what our purpose is. Once we know what our purpose is, we will strive to break through barriers, to um, rely on God's strength to help us fulfill um, what it is that we were set here to do. It is only by God's power that we will fulfill our purpose. So, like I said, we all have an identity in Christ. And being a believer... Um, accepting Christ just basically means that you have to be willing to let go of who you think you were, who are, who the world says that you are, who your experiences says that you are and graciously receive who and what God says you are. Um, second Corinthians five and 17 says, therefore, if anyone, and I like when the Bible uses the word anyone, cause they, it is, it is an indication that it is available for everyone. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation and the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We cannot feel in uh, full jaws. We cannot vacuum with a full tank. Um, we cannot smother our old identity with the new one. We must entirely, fully and expeditiously let our old identity go because the moment that you have accepted Christ, the new has come. The moment you have accepted Christ, the new has come. That is why you feel um, busted and disgusted when um, you're in certain environments that you used to be the life of the party of, or you, you feel a sense of irritation when you do things um, the way that you're used to doing them. But now that the Holy spirit is activated inside of you, it just don't feel right. It's not sitting right with you anymore. So, 
Um, that is what it means when the new has come. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to change you. Um, allow the Holy Spirit to clean you up. And it's not that you don't want to do those things. It's not that you don't want to go to those places. It's just the fact that now there is something activated that has al- always been inside of you. And like I said, it's just causing you to change. It's causing you to change with the Holy Spirit. When you accept God, you, you the, the spirit that's on the inside of you will not allow you to stay the same. It just won't. So Galatians 2 and 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That is why we feel that sense of urgency and um aggravation when we are trying to do old things with a new method we're trying to do old things and expecting new results that is why we feel like that so as believers you know we are not to try to fit in we are not to try to seek approval and validation of who we are from a world that we no longer live in it just it doesn't work like that you will never find what you're looking for as long as you're seeking it from a place that it is not available to to give you our validation is not available within the world. It is only available in Christ. So our identity also affects our mental health. Identity has everything to do with how you think uh, you are and how you perceive yourself. Identity outside of Christ is counterfeit. As for believers, our identity, anything outside of Christ, it is a counterfeit. It is a counterfeit. The things that we often feel insecure about are the things that we are constantly seeking work Worked from for uh from the world for, I'm gonna say that again because I definitely stumbled over that. Y'all know I told y'all I'm like Moses. I do not know how to talk. Identity outside of Christ is counterfeit. The things that we often feel insecure about are the things that we are constantly seeking work from the world. From as believers, we have to be secure in Christ. We have to be secure in Christ. We have to be secure in Christ. Hebrews six and nineteen says. We um we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner parts behind the curtain, which means that our hope as believers is in the person and the saving work of Christ. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is not in other people. Our hope is not in our children, not in our spouses, our friends. It is only in Christ Jesus. This hope is an anchor providing security and stability for your soul. And this is a very encouraging um, scripture for us as believers, because in order for us um, to move from milk to meat, in order for us to grow spiritually and become spiritually mature, we have to experience a sense of confidence in our faith. We have to be confident in our faith. Where there is no confidence, there is no stable foundation. Where there is no confidence, there is no stable foundation. Knowing that we have been made new, that we have a new identity, our assurance should come naturally when it comes to trusting what God says about us. Now, this our, our, new, our new identity, we have to just, if God said it, it's true. That's how quick it should be. It shouldn't be, uh, do I think God feel like this about me? Uh, I wonder what God said. Everything he feels about us is in his word. We must read his word to know what he says about us. And we're definitely going to get through that a little later down um, in this episode. But we have to have assurance and it should come naturally um, when it comes to trusting what God says about us. That that no matter what life throws at us, no matter how strong the winds may blow, how big the waves may crash against us, we have an anchor and that anchor is Jesus. He will keep us planted and positioned even when everything around us isn't. So... Um, moving on, our identity come with purpose. Now, I love how um, 
this this age of believers, we are very in tune with finding our purpose. We want to know what our purpose is. We want to um, operate in our purpose. There's a quote that says, life isn't about finding yourself. It's about discovering who God has called you to be. And I love that quote. I'm definitely going to get that printed out and put it um, in my apartment on the wall because that is so true. It is not about finding yourself. As long as you finding yourself, you ain't going to never find yourself. You... You ain't going to never find yourself. You're just going to be running into the tactics of the enemy. It is about discovering who God has called you to be. Isaiah 47, I'm sorry, 43 and 7 says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. The word purpose is a very prominent vocabulary um, word and it, it, in a Christian uh, community. And it's, it's a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word. But let's just talk about purpose for a quick second. Let's just talk about purpose for a quick second. A lot of us are asking the question, um, what is my purpose and how do I find it? And in order to know what your purpose is, you are, um, yeah, in order to know what your purpose is or to know that if you are already operating in your purpose, because I ain't gonna lie, a lot of people, they think they're operating in their purpose and they're actually not. Your purpose will require you to change first things first. Anything that is in Christ, it is new. You are, you are, you have to change. You cannot stay the same when you are operating in purpose. You do not live how you used to live in your former life before you came to Christ. Your purpose will require you to change. Our purpose will always be aligned with the word of God. And as we begin to align our uh, life with the word of God through the Holy Spirit changing us daily, like I said, we cannot stay the same. Once the Holy Spirit is activated on the inside of you, you will change. It might come Naturally, it might be forced. Like I said, you might just be keep going to environments and you just keep feeling that sense of, dog, I don't much want to be here no more. But you keep going and then eventually one day it's going to click and you're going to stop going. But that is the Holy Spirit. That is how he is, um, what, sanctifying you. Constantly, every day. Every day he's testing your actions. He's testing your motives every day. So, um, we should definitely embrace change though. We should definitely embrace change no matter how hard it is when it comes from God. But we must respect that we cannot try to change God's word to fit what we want it to fit. We cannot pick and choose or um, take scriptures and what he says out of context in order for us to fit in order, in order for it to fit our preferences. That is dangerous. That is dangerous. And the only path that that doing that will lead to is destruction is destruction so also in finding your purpose you want to start you i ain't gonna say you want you have to start reading your bible you have to start studying the bible and i'm talking to myself when i say this too because it's easy to get um caught up in just your everyday you know day-to-day tasks and when you think about it you be like oh wait i ain't even give god no time today we have to be intentional about setting aside time to spend time in god's word and um ooh conviction i'm gonna lean into it god i really believe that god has been calling me to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to study god's word now i god god look i am not i don't mm, i can't even say i'm a morning i'm not a morning person because i gotta wake up to go to work i am a morning person but literally y'all my alarms is set to get up at 5 30 god is literally testing me to give him them extra 30 minutes just to just to give it to him before i even start my day before i even leave out my house he wants me to be equipped so that way when I do leave out this house, he knows what the day is going to bring. He knows I'm going to get aggravated. He knows I'm going to get irritated. He knows somebody's going to say something the wrong way, which is why he is trying to say, I need you to, to talk to me first. 
because I'm going to give you the strength to go through this day because I know you. I know how you are. I know how quick-tempered you are sometimes. And God is really calling me to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Y'all, pray for me because I'm going to need a whole lot of strength, a whole lot of strength. I'd be sluggish getting up at 530 in the morning, but but I know God is going to, um, like I said, I know he's going to strengthen me. I just got to be willing to put that work in. I have to be willing to put that work in. And that's the thing. You have to be willing to put the work in. God just ain't no, ain't no, oh, I'm going to do all the work. No, it's A plus B equals C. God plus you being intentional about uh about God, about your relationship with God equals C. Whatever C is. But that's what it is. It is a formula. God don't need you. That's 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 be clear. He don't need you, but he wants to be in relationship with you. He wants that. He created you for that purpose. Like I told y'all last week, God created us to be in relationship with him. Literally. Literally. So Start reading your Bible. In Genesis, God tells us that God created us in his own image, which means that we are formed um, within the characteristics of who he is. And how do we find out his characteristics? Simply by studying the word. And he is the word. John 1 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Your Bible, those very words, that bread of life, that is God. You want to know who God is? Read. Read the word. You have a hard time reading, they got audio Bibles. They have audio Bibles, but I do encourage you to read it for yourself. But start somewhere. Remember I told y'all, and uh, if y'all go back and listen to the pilot episode, start somewhere. If it got to be five minutes, start somewhere. Start somewhere. Next, pray for directions. Ephesians 2 and 10, and this is the Apostle Paul writing. He says, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our purpose is already set. It was already prepared. Before we were even here, before we were even born, God already um, set our purpose in life for us. So it's nothing you got to go out and find. It's already within you. It is already within you. Your purpose is tailor-made just for you. Just for you. Just for you. And the only thing that you have to do is just follow the will of God. And for us to follow the will of God, we have to be aligned in what he says. And the first thing first, you got to put down your own desires. That is that, that we struggle with that so much because our motives be wrong. Our motives be wrong. Proverbs 19, 21 says that many of the plans of a person's heart, but it's the Lord purpose that prevails. Many of the plans, many are the plans of a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So God has better plans for us than we think we have for us. God has better plans and we must trust it. Even when we don't understand, even when we don't know, we just have to make the decision to trust the will that he has already had uh, set on our life. Um, first John two, uh, chapter, first John chapter two, verses 16 through 17. It says for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the high eyes and the pride and possessions, check your motives. Check your motives. A lot of us are doing things because it brings money. A lot of us are doing things because it brings us attention. A lot of us are doing things because we want attention. A lot of us are doing things because it's bringing glory to us. It's giving us the spotlight. But as believers, no. Mm -mm. All glory belongs to God. All glory belongs to God for believers. We do not do things to bring the light up on ourselves. Uh, Let me me finish reading the scripture now because I'm going to tell you why we don't do that. 
For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eye and the pride and possessions, it is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. And that is First John chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. So you need to take time to reflect your motives. But for the believers, Matthew six thirty three, we all should know the scripture. It says, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added into you. All these things will be added into you if you could just work in your purpose, work in your purpose in everything that you need. God will start to give you the desires of your hearts. If you could just seek first his kingdom, do what you do, what you was put on earth to do. And remember, a lot of us are also going back to first John chapter two. A lot of us are also infatuated with being seen. The Bible also tells us that the unseen is way more important than the seen. I was on live with uh, my good sis BK and I said, your liver is more important than your lips. Your liver is more important than your lips. Your organs, the things on the inside of your body, things that are act, that, that are working together to help life stay within your body until God calls you home. They are more important than what's on the outside of our body. So it is not always about being seen. You got to, and BK uh, said something real, uh, Real um, prominent and real serious, what she said, it was a scripture that says that the, the teachers, the people who are seen, are judged more harshly. They are judged more harshly, so you can, you have to check your motives. And there are a lot of Christians who are working out of Im- impure motives to be seen, to bring glory to their name. For the material things, baby, when you die, it ain't going with you. That's why I say you got to leave an inheritance for your kids and their kids' kids. It does not go with you. Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will last. What are you good at? What do you do the best with the least effort? And I heard Steve Harvey say that. I, like, I do enjoy his little um, motivation talks, mo- motivational talks. And he says, you know, what do you do the best with the least effort, basically? Your gifts. The Bible says this. Your gifts will make room for you. Your gifts will make room. Room for you. Like I say, our glory is not to bring, um, I'm sorry, our purpose is not to bring glory to our name, but our purpose is to bring glory, all glory to God. Um, Rick Warren, I, I listen to him a lot on TBN. Rick Warren, he's a pastor and he's, and he's also an author. And he wrote a book called The Purpose Driven Life. And in his book, Rick talks about God intentions for us and our purpose. And um, he says that God has five purposes for us. Even within our purpose, God still has five purposes for us. Um, and the first one, he says that God, um, we were planned for God's pleasure, which means that our first purpose is to offer real worship to God. When we get to heaven, we will be worshiping God all day, all night, all day, all night, all day, all night. So if it's a problem for you to worship him on earth, I don't think you won't go to heaven. I don't, I don't think it's for you. You need to check your heart with that. You need to check your heart with that. So our first purpose is to for God's pleasure, which is to offer him real worship. Second, he says we were formed for God's family. We are meant to be in community with other believers. We are meant to be um, in fellowship with other believers. When we get to heaven, we will be in community and fellowship with believers. We will be in relationship with Christ. Thirdly, we were shaped to be, I'm sorry, we were created to become like Christ. So now here is discipleship. 
Here is learning everything that we can learn about God. Here is reading the word, being in the word, studying the word. We were created to become like Christ. We were shaped for serving God. Now we have to practice. We have to practice what we're preaching. We have to serve like Christ did. Christ, um, in the Bible, says he says, I did not come to be served, but to serve. We have to serve one another. We have to, in our ministry, serve one another. And lastly, he says that we were made for a mission. So this is evangelism. This is operating in our purpose to add to the body of Christ. We were called to seek and to save those who are lost. We were called to go out and make disciples. We are on a mission. So this was a a real, uh, I ain't gonna lie. This was a real quick, short episode, but it holds so much weight. But who are we in Christ? What is your identity? What is the identity that you need to put on? And I'm gonna go through this real quick. Um, it, like I said, it is in Christ alone we find true identity. In Christ, we are accepted. John 1 and 12 tells us that we are God's child. John 15 and 15 says that we are friends of Jesus Christ. Romans 5 and 1 tells us that we have been justified. 1 Corinthians 6 and 17 um, tells us that we are united with the Lord and that we are one with him in spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 tells us that we have been bought with a price, price and we belong to God. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 tells us that we are members of Christ's body. Um, Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 through 8 has t- tells us that we have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. Colossians um, chapter 1 verses 13 through 14 tells us that we have been redeemed and forgiven for all of our sins. Colossians 2, 9 through 10 tells us that we are complete in Christ. Um, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 tells us that we have direct access to the throne of grace through Christ Jesus. In Christ, we are secure. Romans 8, 1 through 2 tells us that we are free from condemnation. Romans 8, 28 assures us that God works for um, our good in all circumstances. Romans 8, 31 through 39 tells us that we are free from any condemnation brought against us and that we cannot be separated from the love of God. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 21 through 22 tells us that we have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. Colossians 3, 1 through 4 tells us that we are hidden within Christ's um, we are hidden in Christ in God. Philippians 1 and 6 tells us that we are confident that God can complete um, a good work that he has start, started in us. Philippians 3 and 20 tells us that we are already citizens of heaven. We are already citizens of heaven. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 tells us that um, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. First John 5 um, and 18 tells us that we are born of God and the evil one cannot touch us. In Christ, we are significant. We are significant. John 15 and 5 tells us that we are a branch of Christ Jesus and the true vine of a channel um, of his life. John 15 and 16 tells us that we have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. First Corinthians three and 16 tells us that we are God's temple. Second Corinthians five, 17 to 21 tells us that we are a minister of reconciliation for God. Ephesians two and six tells us that we are seated with Christ Jesus in the heavenly realm. We are already in heaven. Ephesians two and 10, and 2 and 10 tells us that we are God's workmanship. We were created for a mission. We were created for a specific purpose. Ephesians 3 and 12 tells us that we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Philippians 4 and 13 tells us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God was intentional about us and he still is. If you do not know what your purpose is, um, pray. Talk to God. 
He is the only one who can tell you what your purpose is. He is the only one. So before we get out of here, before we even move on to praise and worship, I just want to say a prayer for those who are um, seeking their purpose, who don't know what their purpose is, who, um, who, who may think that they're already operating in their purpose, but they just don't know. They don't, they don't feel it, you know? So, um, and also, I also want to pray for those of us who have, um, newly accepted Christ and we're we're in the process of relearning ourselves, learning who God says that we are. We are in the process of letting go of old things and former ways of life. Um it is a process. Our destination is already set. We're going to heaven. Those of us who are in Christ, that's our destination. The destinations, the everything on earth is the journey. But your destination is already set in heaven. We are already in heaven with Christ. Just Go through the journey. Trust the journey. Um, when God was bringing the, the children of Israel out of Egypt, he says that he brought them on a certain way for their good. That they could have went the shorter route. They could have went the shorter route, but God had a specific way that he wanted them to go, and God has a specific way our lives are going to go according to his will, according to the purpose that he has set before us. So trust the journey. Enjoy the journey. Learn everything you can learn on a journey. It is not about the destination. Our destination is already set. We have no destination on earth. We just have missions on earth. Our destination is already in heaven. So, God, I thank you. I thank you for my brothers and sisters who have tuned in with us. We thank you for your gift of um, sacrificing your son so that we can be redeemed, Father God. We thank you for leaving us the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the blueprint on how to live our lives, which is the Bible, Father God. I ask that you will just search our hearts, Father God. If there's anything in us that is not like you, I ask that you will please remove it. I ask that you will continue to build us up, Father God. I ask that you will reveal our purpose to us, Father God. Reveal our purpose to us. What What are we to do on our jobs? What are we to do in everyday life? What What What, what have you preordained for us to do? On this side of earth, Father God, I ask that you will make it clear, make it plain, Father God. I ask that you will draw near to us, Father God. Father God, I ask that you will strengthen us to spend time in your word, strengthen us to just spend time with you, strengthen us to, to to just to always do the right thing when it comes down to living a life um, like you, Father God. The the goal is for people to look at us and see you, Father God. Father God, I ask that you will strengthen us. I ask that you will forgive us of our sins. I ask that you will continue to renew our minds and renew our hearts and continue to mold us and shape us, Father God. Transform us, Father God. Father God, in all these things we ask in your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Father, if there is anyone who is listening um, who may not have accepted you or they're not sure, Father God, just wrap your arms around them. Father God, we know that you died for all of us, that you died for the ones who will accept you and for the ones that won't accept you, and you love us all the same, Father God. Father God, I ask that you would just wrap your arms around them. I ask that you would just have an encounter with them that they just know is you, Father God. I ask that you would save them. And not only them, save their families. Allow them to be the light for their families, Father God. Live through them, Father God. And all these things I ask in your daughter and son, Jesus' name I pray, amen. If this is your first time listening and you do want to... um accept Christ, all you have to do, read Romans um, 10 and 9, and it says, if you believe which in your heart that God has raised from the dead, um, you will be saved. All you got to do is confess it, believe it, and you save. And from this point on, you just live a transformed life. You get into uh, God's word. You allow the Holy Spirit. You activate the Holy Spirit once you do that. Let the Holy Spirit do what it's, what it, what it's meant to do. Let him purify you. Let him 
clean you up. Let let the Holy Spirit change you. Don't go against the grain. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. He is there for that purpose to um, make you more like Christ. So don't go against the grain. You know, just allow the Spirit to do what it what it's meant to do. Um, and yeah, just keep choosing Jesus. So before we get out of here, um, you know, we always end with praise and worship. I I pray that this song um, ministers to you. So yeah. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears have come. Sir.